Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon. No, Johnson got it. Three laps to go. Yeah, It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The Drivers' Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Round two of the E-Series, bigger and better. Max Verstappen jumped on board, and I'll tell you what, what an exciting time it is to be alive. Uh, Even though it's, well, you don't have any real racing, we're still here, we're kicking goals, and this is the driver's seat across Australia for Kubota. Together we're building Australia, and remember you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the App Store, and you can listen to Matt and Steve live on a Wednesday night from 7pm to 9pm Eastern Standard Time as Laz cover everything that happen in the BP Supercars All-Star E-Series as it happens, too. So you can be a part of the show, too, as well. But uh, you know what? we got to get into this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. And there certainly was one thing that was absolutely huge, and that was Max Verstappen getting amongst the E-Series. New races tonight for race two of the E series. Uh, we've got uh, Max Verstappen from the F1s. This is massive. Uh, look, for, from a, a global motorsport point of view and from a credibility of supercars, regardless of whether it's E series or not, to have Crash Verstappen, as we like to call him on the driver's <laughs> seat, uh, join us for the, for the racing this evening is absolutely massive. Anyone that you get from the world of Formula One paying homage to a bit of supercar action, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, how many eyes do you think this will bring in from the other side of the world with him joining this race? Uh, right now, I'm not sure because it's probably, what, <laughs> two o'clock in the very morning early in the morning over there. <laughs> but uh, it's, this is huge. I mean, this, this is something that I think a lot of the guys were talking about through the week saying that we, you know, to be having a, a wild card of the calibre of Max Verstappen is pretty massive. So I think that's that's sensational. It's just really going to push this broadcast right around the world. And uh, it's, it's created a lot of interest. I, but I've got to say, boys, last week, we all went into last week with the, with the new E-Series, not sure on what it was going to look like, how the broadcast standard was going to be, what the racing action was going to be, whether everyone crashed each other or not. But you and I well know, Stevie J, that the motorsport fan is a fickle person. Um, they, they often find it very difficult to find anything to like about anything. But I have got to say that I have never seen such positivity online about what we saw last week. The, I would say that 95% of the feedback was absolutely positive, which I couldn't believe. Yeah, Mate, that's massive. And, and I think that a lot of people were very sceptical and there's very, very few that are still very, I guess, unsure or just flat out nuts. It's not for me. I want to see the real thing. But at the moment, this is all we got. So at least it sees uh, – it gets you to see your favourite driver, your car's on a track, even though it's virtual. But 
it's still a very serious game. And if you haven't played it before, do yourself a favour and try to find someone that's got it, get on it for a trial yourself because it is as close as you're going to get to getting into one of these cars. We'll be keeping an eye on Max tonight, plus young driver Will Brown uh, in for Dave Reynolds. We'll catch up with Dave Reynolds in just a second as well. What do we expect from Will? Well, I know he's been doing a, he's been doing a lot of practice, and he's I think he's even had a pretty big sim upgrade. So he's uh, well, put it this way: I've raced Will the last couple of weeks, and I'm racing him again tomorrow night in the uh, the TCR Australia uh, Esports Cup, mm-hmm. and he's been crap. Let's just be fun. Let's really? face it. As he a defending been, champion, he's he, been rubbish. Well, put it this way. I did round one and my son Jet did round two. And we didn't have the greatest. We, we were going okay, but we got caught up in a few incidents. But Jet is already in front of Will in the championship. After one race. After one race. <laughs> as we, as, actually, as we sit here watching uh, Max Verstappen live on the uh, on the broadcast for the, the Supercar E-Series, which is very, very cool to see him chatting to all the Australian fans as well. There was also a fair bit of news as well. We uh, sadly lost uh, Sterling Moss over the weekend, didn't we? We did, yeah. Very sad to uh, to hear that. And, uh, you know, just sometimes these guys, you, you just feel like, you know, Nicky Louder as well last year, you just you feel like they're immortal, you know, because you just never feel like that. they've just been around for so long. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you, it, does, it doesn't even come into my my thought process that, you know, one day they're not going to be around, you know, until bang. It hit me pretty hard. Well, look, you know, we, we know that in that stage of Formula One, that aging stage, there was a driver's dying weekly. It was an extraordinarily dangerous time to be a racing driver. And I must say, Sterling Moss, probably the greatest driver never to win the Formula One World Championship, made it to 90, had a damn good innings mm. uh, and didn't die like many of his compatriots. So, you know, I think he had a ripper career. I think he, he uh, retired when he was 80, if you can believe. Mm. Uh, he was still driving race cars, particularly at Goodwood. He'd, he'd jump into cars and he'd go up the hill at Goodwood. Um, you know, there's there's so many... Again, I think now that we're in the age and stage that we're at, we've got so many, such such great technology that we can. We've got all of the footage of him in the bank now that we can see for generations. Like when I think there was one race you were mentioning earlier, uh, Jace, where he took took the goggles off from the open cockpit car, and he was black everywhere except the goggles. I mean, he was like a reverse panda. It was it, it, <laughs> so we don't see that these days, and they were real heroes back those in those days. And it was a very sad time to lose him last week. And, and the safety in those cars was the what? The yeah, there was right. no safety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, no safety. incredible. And, yeah. and and driving of a night time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally different era. Like if you if you shunted in those days, if you came if you had a big one, particularly in Sterling's days, you'd come out of the car. Um, and it wouldn't be the car often that would kill you. It would be whatever you ran into, a tree stump or a, or yeah, a bridge yeah, or, yeah. A, or a, you know, a fence or something like that. So they were – we look at our drivers today really doing it dangerous on their e-racing simulators, and you think of what, what Sterling did. Though he, those guys there, that generation, they were heroes. What, what sort of speeds, Stevie, would have we been looking at uh, back in those days for, for the Formula 1 drivers compared to now? Well, those cars there, they're not – Massively amount slower than what our current cars are. You're talking zero safety. You're talking zero safety. 180, 190 mile an hour plus. Yep. In these cars, that I think the first lot of them didn't even have any seatbelts. I mean, I've seen photos of recent times since obviously the passing of Stilling Moss. There's been a lot of old stuff come up on the social medias, and there's cars where they didn't have seatbelts in them. They're 
off the track, rolling over, and the driver is 15 feet up in the air out of the car yeah. in mid midair uh, oh. of a flip, you know. So just, I think, you know, those days compared to now is just massively different. Now, lads, Supercar CEO uh, Sean Seymour has revealed the Winton Super 400 could be under threat uh, due to coronavirus. I, I wouldn't expect they'll be racing June 5 to 7, would you, at Winton? Look, from everything I'm hearing, the conversations I'm having with people um, on and off the record, uh, look, I don't think it's going to happen either. In fact, I don't think – I know we keep talking about NRL and AFL and all that kind of stuff. I, I still think my personal opinion right now is June is just not going to happen. I got a phone call during the week about the Trans Am series and hopefully starting at Tail and Bend in June, but they're not confident of that either. Um, uh, it, it's getting more and more and more – clear to me stevie j that i don't think we're going to be racing at best until august september yeah it's um i'm usually a uh, an optimist but uh it's not looking good is it's it? not great is it it's not looking no. very good um, and, and what the try and cram in a race every week or i mean that'd be pretty possibly, hard to do in it? australia that's very hard to do the because we uh yeah. because of the distances and also the personnel and the cars you know if you're in formula one you can have one one set of cars yep. racing at the track and another set of cars yep. in transit on the way to another track. You could possibly do that in F1. My only issue with Formula One, say, is uh, the Northern Hemisphere gets very cold fairly soon. Um, mm. We'll get through summer and they'll go through the summer breaks, DVJ. But how can you race somewhere like uh, in, in in the Northern Hemisphere in Europe in in November, December, you're going to be under snow. Yep. You might be able to go to America, to, to Circuit of the Americas. Texas will be damn cold, but it won't be in snow. You might be able to go to Mexico. I think really, boys, the reality is is this year will be seen as the 2021 season for a start. We're going to have to go into 2021. If we're going to have full calendars, Stevie J, your racing, my racing, Formula One, Supercar, TCR, we're all going to have to go into 2021. Yeah, we're... I, I don't think that's a question in my mind. That, that, mm. that's, that's almost a guaranteed. And to be able to have a championship run enough races, to be fair, to be classified as a championship, there's yeah. no way they're going to be able to do it starting September. You know, How'd you chance. be at Tail and Bend in December? <laughs> Touch warm? <laughs> Tail and Bend in South Australia, out on the out on the plains there, a little bit warm. Touch warm with a dust storm. <laughs> hey, on the subject of F1s, um, I've just had a, a text come through from Sean. He said, Max is racing tonight. Can we get Ricardo next week? He's in Australia and he's in Perth. He's on his farm in Perth. Um, why not? Let's mm. let's get him on. I mean, if, if uh, I, I get the feeling... I've got a feeling he'd be like Rick. He'd just pull some... Yeah. Branches off the tree and stick something together yeah. and drive it and really not take it overly seriously. But, I mean, wouldn't it be fabulous if we had someone like Danny Rick jump into a sim somewhere in Western Australia? I'm sure there's a million guys over and guys and girls that, are, that happily uh, give him a sim if he required it. But um, there's lots going on with Dan at the moment. You know, he's this is the time that we should be talking about his contract, whether he renews it again with Renault. Um, I think Cyril, and I'll try and say it with a straight face, Cyril Abit. I think Cyril is is putting the brakes on all of that. I think Danny Rick's taken a pay cut uh, to help the factory get through all of this sort of stuff. And it's a, it's a sad time that whilst we laugh, we laugh about trying to get him in, uh, the reality is is that his future is potentially in question as well at Renault. So 
we all talk about the physicality of the, of actually getting on the track and racing, but all these guys have got contracts and father time marches on and does their contract get the brakes put on it mm. or could Danny Rick fire out and maybe go to Ferrari or somewhere like that? Is there a demand for him still like there was two years ago? Yep. I think there is. Because oh, still driving well? Yeah, I think there is. Still driving well? Yeah, he's still, still driving, driving well, well. But his personality, same. Like it, I think the teams get more out of him as a person and what he's like out of the car. I mean, yes, he, and, and they get just as much in the car, don't get me wrong. But he's just – he's not that stale, boring Formula One driver that you get. No, he's he's actually robot. got a bit of personality. Yeah, yeah and I think that, that – um, speaks volumes off the track when it comes to partners. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm fairly closely involved with uh, a partner, a racing partner that is also involved with Renault and with Danny. And, and I know that this person actually went to America uh, after the Circuit of the Americas on the Monday and had a four-hour lunch one-on-one with Dan Ricciardo. Um, Hard to do if you if you say uh, Kimi Raikkonen, yeah, right. you know, who gets on a plane the moment the flag drops, his car's warmed up, ready to get on a plane. Yeah, Danny Rick will do that kind of stuff. So I think commercially, Danny's very good for that kind of thing. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You listen to the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yeah, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we are building Australia. You can listen to Matt and Steve live on a Wednesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hang out with the lads live during the E-Series. Get the app and have a listen. And you can even join in the conversation as well. Time for this week's feature interview for IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate, call 13IMAR. And the lads caught up with David Reynolds from Penrite Racing this week. There's things as we go through this isolation where you look at it and you go, that that person, that's it. They're bored. You, you can see that they have hit the boredom trail hard. Rock bottom. They're, rock bottom. There's only so many things you can paint and so many times you can but clean nails. the bathroom. And uh, we love Davey Reynolds, but yes, TikTok and doing his nails. Well, not his. Well, the Mrs. Hans. Nails. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Reynolds, uh, good time to bring you in. What were you thinking? Hey, boys, did you like it or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, by our comments, I think we loved it. Yeah, it was terrific. Mate, have well, you hit rock bottom? Are you bored? Are you bored? Well, like, I'm not. My missus makes me do a lot of things I don't want to do, and that was one of them. Family, anytime <laughs> I'm going to say you I and me appear, both, <laughs> Anytime I appear on social media, I'm getting forced to do it by someone, not by myself. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't even know. I don't even know what. I've heard of TikTok. I don't even know how it works. Lacey, my daughter's tried to show me. Lacey and my wife Bria's done a few, and I'm like, I just don't. Under- I don't get it. I don't know. Some are very funny, very, very, very funny. So, <laughs> but it's just a good laugh, and you know, you can dub like a lot of uh, um, audio over the background and replay scenes and pretend you're the characters, and it's kind of funny. Yes, yeah, it was. It was fun. We will. Yeah, you're bored. <laughs> you are yeah. so bored. <laughs> I know. Hey, mate, it's, speaking of characters and having fun and being silly, what are you expecting out tonight out of the E-Series? Um, we saw last week there was a bit of a shunt go go there. There was plenty of uh, – yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. we were in Monza. There was plenty of shunts going on there. Do you reckon the boys have gotten together during the weekend or the, the powers of be at Supercar have said, right, oh, boys, we need to just get a bit more serious about what we're doing here? Or are we expecting no change from last week and it's going to be shunt city? Um, well, I, like I've, I've been in, across all the emails and all the, you know, the group text messages and everything, and I think 
supercars are going to find some people for doing um, nefarious activities, I think. Well, they, they're talking about it. I don't know if they actually can do it, but... Um, yeah, so Is it monetary fines? A, yeah, like proper, actually real money, not virtual monopoly <laughs> money, like real money. <laughs> so I can't use my monopoly money? <laughs> no, I know. No. If they gave me a fine, I'm, I'm definitely paying it with monopoly money. <laughs> How did you pay your last fine that they gave you, the last big one? Did you pay that well, in cash or um, 20 cent pieces or...? No, I paid it in um, credits from my card. <laughs> credits from my card. So you would have got the you would have got the frequent flyer points on that one too, would you not? <laughs> I, I got a lot of frequent flyer points, and I'm yes. glad they went virgin. Smart. <laughs> Actually, no, I probably can't say that because <laughs> what's going on at the minute? Hey mate, um... but I got it's a it's a tax deduction and everything. So, oh really? But, um, tax deduction? That's yeah, a good course. deal. Well, it's a price of doing business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It You've is. got a good accountant. Yeah. You won't get the yeah. details well, off you after this. It's not like it's a you know a, a Victoria police fine or a you know federal offence or anything like that. It was just a you know a governing body offence, so you can actually <laughs> yeah you can claim that. Well, it didn't actually your your misdemeanour there that cost you the fine didn't cost you as much as Kyle Larson through the week, so it wasn't oh, that. No, that, 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 that a sorry for him. Yeah, I that's feel a very so sorry for him. Like, that's a very, very, very harsh penalty for absolutely you know, one word. And, and, and if you're and, not across yeah, it, a NASCAR driver in the United States uh, dropped a racial slur overnight in the last couple yeah. of days uh, while not, someone not, was not, not, not in, at another driver or no. and it, someone had just... It was just to his mate. It was to his mate to his and he, he, no, said, a, he said a bad meant, word. And, it wasn't meant racially. It wasn't meant no. in a racist term. No, it was a greeting. In a racist matter. It was just a, yeah, it was just a greeting. Mm. Yeah, and like in, uh, it's in Australia we've got some. In Australia we've got, you know, quite harsh words for, you know, a good friend of ours. <laughs> yes, and um, people might see that as, uh, you know, uh, negative, but it's not. It's meant in a positive term. And he's been dropped. Like he, he's lost his NASCAR yep. drive. He's lost, lost all his sponsors. Lost all of his sponsors. It, for all, it, for all intensive purposes, as we sit here right now, Kyle Larson. He is no longer an NASCAR driver. His career at the moment is over. Yep, I know. Sad, isn't it? But I reckon another good team will pick him up and, you know, because he's a very talented kid, so I assume he'll yep. go somewhere else. He won't disappear. It's just unfortunate that, the, you know, the people that have him at that point have to pretend probably to do the right thing and let him go, but they yep. probably don't want to because he's, he's very, very talented. So, you know, the talent yeah. will go elsewhere, won't it? And the same with with Bubba Wallace. I mean, and, and that that's, that sort of kickstarted this whole thing off uh, a few days before or a day before, where he just rage quit. He just he got taken out of the race. Uh, he rage quit yep. and got out of the race, and he lost his major sponsor from that, just from rage quitting. Some, and he racing. Someone out. did that last week at Monza. Yeah, yeah, exactly in, in the supercar. Yeah. yeah. What car no, does he drive? Um, um, an energy Does it have drink an animal on the side? Energy drink car. Does it have a coloured animal yeah. on the side? It's not a cow. <laughs> right, it's not a cow. And I think he's from yeah. New Zealand. Was he an international driver with a coloured cow on the side of his car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did rage quit last week. So it's going to be interesting because... With Max Verstappen now coming in, um, he and SVG, and it's SVG that we've been talking about, um, he and SVG have been at each other during the week calling each other names. I think uh, Maxi uh, Maxi gets called, uh, Maxi calls Shane uh, Pastor Maldonado because he keeps crashing and all of that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> really? And uh, Shane's been. Apparently, 
apparently Max loves the crashes. Like that's he obviously watched the first couple of races last week, and um, then texted Shane and said, "I want to be part of it because it looks fun." Well, it was fun last week, and boy, were there some great crashes last week. Oh. I mean, you look at Rick oh, Kelly's no. helicopter down the main straight. That oh, thing just took the greatest off. thing ever. <laughs> The greatest, the greatest thing, ever. thing ever. So, and then, uh, and then the telecast. That was the greatest cut. part of the telecast. <laughs> and then, and then the telecast swings around and puts the uh, the camera on Rick, who's sitting in his BCF tim- chair, his, his, his timber, his timber sim <laughs> with a BCF wood. chair, a balsa wood chair, with a sad look on his face, like my car's gone. <laughs> oh, no. With like. And he had the like the uh, furry steering wheel cover, which was just epic. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he, he was having a lot tonight. of fun. I, I, but I think he's, he's upgraded for tonight. I think he's got himself a triple screen now, and and uh, who knows over the coming weeks he might actually upgrade himself to a proper sim. And he's I loved it last week that his kids were getting involved. They were jumping around the uh, the back of the sim and all that kind of stuff. So it's obviously yeah. been a lot of fun, but. I get. I just get a sneaky feeling that as we're getting closer to the start of this race, which is coming up in moments, uh, the guys have gotten quite a bit more serious. Well, yeah. When you first like, I was completely blind going to this, and then you know, there's like um, different levels of simulator, I suppose you can have, and each mm-hmm. each simulator has, you know, the, obviously the more expensive, the faster you can go in the game. It's just like motor racing in real life. The more you spend, the faster you go. (laughs) So everyone, you know, Anton's setup at home is really, really, really good and he's had it for a long time and knows it back to front. I started off with like a a gaming console one, which was pretty ordinary and literally hated driving and cracked the shits and then um, got a better one and and then started to learn and understand the game a lot more with this, with the, with the hyper stimulator one. So it's a lot, a lot easier for me to drive and understand it. So yeah, it's just like real life. It's funny. Uh, this is the driver's seat goes I racing. We've got Dave Reynolds on the phone at the moment. Call us anytime, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 736 or jump onto the Speckle text machine, 0433 Steve from Mornington's done that. And, Dave, he wants to know how long did you actually have to spend preparing for that first race last week in the E-Series? Um, I think I had I had my sim for about a week, I think. So and I was pretty green going into this stuff. Like I'd never played it in my life up until um, I was forced to. So yeah, I <laughs> quickly, quickly realised that I was. I started like six seconds off the pace, and if you drive it like a real car, you know where. You got to understand that it's a game, and you got to drive it. You got to drive the car to the game, and you know it's very, very different than in real life. So. How many hours did you spend? How many hours in that week do you reckon do you spend? Did you spend like an hour a day, four hours a day? or? Yeah, I, I probably started off at maybe an hour a day and realised quickly that that's not enough. And then we're spending two hours a day and realised quickly that that's not enough either. So, um, you know, some of the kids there eight, eight, ten hours a day on it. So, you know, they have obviously no life, but... <laughs> <laughs> no girlfriends, no life. I mean, you were talking about real life and, you know, people spend the most, the, the more amount of money they spend, the better they become. We're just looking at the starting yep. grid for uh, for this first race of the new E-Series and it's well, don't, your don't, boy. Don't tell me what. Don't tell me what's happening because, uh, you know... I'm I won't tell you what's happening, but... Call, calling me. 
<laughs> but on the grid, though, Anton Di Pasquale, your teammate, uh, is starting from, was it pole or P2? It was P2 from Scotty Mack in P1. So it, it very much is uh, real life being replicated in the computer screens. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we talk about big spending teams like maybe DJR Team Penske, Steven, Scotty Mack Steven on pole. Johnson's team. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and yet Jamie Wincup back in 24th once again. That's got to be a surprise. My favourite driver of all time. Yes, and that's why I mentioned the it. Because, time I mean, seven-time seven champion and in a sim back in 24th. So uh, oh, he's uh, a bit got of a other surprise. more important to do. Well, yeah, probably like a business to be run. But I can tell you, mate, the race looks like it's started. And uh, Where's the first race at? Silverstone. At Silverstone. Yep. And your boy, Anton Di Pasquale, has, uh, has gone the kick and he is out the front. He is oh, good absolutely out the then. front. He'll, yeah. If he's in front, he'll definitely win. Yeah, he's very, very good at these games. Very good. He's got Scotty Mack chasing him down. There's a bit of carnage in the back, but he's got Scotty Mack, SVG in third, uh, Chazzy Mozzie in fourth. So it's been a, a hectic start. There were cars firing off the road once again. Heimgartner's up. Scotty's making a big move under uh, Anton at the moment. So the boys are getting straight into the action. It's not uh, They're not mucking around. Good on them. Well, you should let me watch it so I, I can um, yeah, we will. sit them behind <laughs> now. All right, mate. No, remember, no more TikTok, okay? It's, it's not good. I'll tell my girlfriend she'll be bitterly disappointed. No more TikTok, sweetheart. <laughs> Dave Reynolds. Sorry, Tony. Thanks for, jo- thanks for dri- joining us on the driver's seat. Right. Guys, I racing, mate. Cheers. Take care. Appreciate it. See you guys. Bye. David Reynolds, our feature interview. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. You're listening to the driver's seat across Australia for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it for Kubota Building Australia and throughout the BP Supercars All-Star E-Series. Matt and Steve will be live on the driver's seat app. Grab it from the App Store and Google Play. Right now, though, it's time to slide open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have Malcolm Owens on the phone. Good evening, Malcolm. Good evening, gentlemen. How's things? Mate, we're really good. We're really, really good. So are you uh, – just set the scene for us, mate. You're sitting at home. Are you watching the the, uh, the iRacing series, the E-series, whilst listening to the radio, uh, your two favourite radio hosts as well? Is that what's happening? Oh, jeez. Well, that's exactly what's happening, and it's pretty good stuff. It's actually getting better and better. I think each race is uh, – the guys are getting a bit better handle on it. It's looking really good. And, mate, I, look, th- this time is obviously a very difficult time for everybody. Um, you're our classic cars guru. You're the guy that whenever Steve wants to buy something new, Bree, his wife, rings up and says, oh, should he buy it or should he not buy it? What has this particular time, has it killed the classic car sales environment or now that, you know, blokes and, and ladies are sitting at home and got access to a computer, they just seem to be buying up? It's a really good question because it's a little bit of both, actually, because um, pretty much by the third week of March, as we know, pretty much everything across the country and the world has closed down. Certainly classic car shows, the major auction events, all of those have either been rescheduled for the second half of the year or cancelled altogether. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Owen Sotheby Palm Beach event, uh, they didn't cancel. They usually have it on uh, as a live auction. They went on to a week-long online auction 
And by the conclusion of the final day, sales had been made on about 70% of their offered lots, which overall is pretty good. And they got 13.7 million, I think, from memory in sales and uh, led by uh, 96911GT2 for about 890,000 and a 2019 McLaren Senna, which sold for about 847,000. So overall, I'd say that's probably not a bad result. All right, that's, that's nuts. Um, like that, Manny and I just looked at each other and went, are you serious? For a GT2? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Ninety-six too. it's not that collectible, but someone's obviously thinking that the GT2 <laughs> will be at some point. Well, I just I want to give know, you an update here, from... mate. Your your man, Gary Jacobson, in the in the Kubota, <coughs> hold on, um, he's, uh, he's running ninth at the moment, so he's doing doing a, a fantastic <laughs> job. So, But you'd be all over that. You'd be watching this, wouldn't you? I am watching that. And I was just thinking, watching this, about Matt McKellen, he could be doing some um, driver training, but, man, it'd be pretty hard to belt punters in the helmet from, from your lounge room, wouldn't it? Mate, there is... <laughs> You've done what? Well, this, this well, is the way... What have you done? So, full disclosure. <laughs> Come on, Matthew. So, full disclosure. Talk you know, your way out of this. Malcolm and I were in a race car once before. He right. was driving and I was sitting in the passenger side. We went down into turn one at Sandown. Yeah. And when you start to whistle past the brake marker and his foot is not yeah. coming over to the brake, yeah. um, my life started to, to, to cross in front of my eyes. So, I'm yelling brake, 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 uh, as we were talking about a little bit earlier before. And when that didn't help, went work, I just whacked him in the helmet hard twice <laughs> and just screamed at him to break. So the reason that we get these radio gigs and Steve's sponsorship <laughs> and my sponsorship is because Malcolm Owens once tried to kill me. Right, okay. And <laughs> you, you thought go. it was fine to assault him? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Hence yeah, well, the reason why Malcolm has not let Matthew in any of his classic cars just quietly. Absolutely. He's got a That's DeLorean, true. does Malcolm Owens, and I can't wait to get behind the wheel of it because I'm going to run it that hard and put on the brakes that late. <laughs> it's going to scare him. So, Mal, the last you've been at home, uh, obviously Kubota abiding by the social isolation rules and all that kind of stuff. Um, when yeah. you've obviously been uh, at come the end of the day uh, with Kubota work, have you been firing onto the sites? And what are you? What are you seeing in the marketplace that's still getting good money? Uh, have you bought anything in the last 14 days? And does Mrs. Owens know about what you've bought? <laughs> um, there's still plenty of listings on car sales, eBay and Gumtree. Uh, and I think that um, now that people have been a bit distracted, there's some good deals to be had. Certainly not as many bidders uh, that are listing now. So for me, if someone's listing in this environment, they're, they're probably hard-pressed to sell or they've got some pretty good reasons to sell. Uh, maybe they want to convert a non um, a non essential asset into some cash, cut some rego costs. Maybe they want to reduce some storage costs because they're not sure about, about the future. Uh, so I think there's a few good deals to be had. Uh, certainly wouldn't be a time to be importing a car with the dollar tanked against the US or the or the euro. So I think we'd stick to local. But yeah, there's some good good deals to be had. And yeah, I may have may have bought a car um, recently, but it, it was more for my collection than for um, actual use. And what was it? Don't keep us in suspenders. What was it? A yeah, Subaru Vortex, the, the ugly wedge-shaped thing. <laughs> when is that going to become a classic? <laughs> well, it's becoming a classic because there's none of them around and I want to park it next to the Leyland P76 in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Malcolm, now I know you know That's Matty nuts. quite well. You know, you know, you know yeah. You know Matty quite well, and you you know what cars he's driven and owned in his time. Is there yeah. any chance that you might be looking at investing in a Peugeot 
uh, soft top as a classic car at any stage in your lifetime? Uh, no. <laughs> in a word, no. You know, we talked about belting someone in the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Steve's about to get one across the uh, studio in the helmet. Uh, so, I don't want to. I don't want to drop you in it, Malcolm. But what's the current number? Where do we stand on your personal collection uh, scattered around uh, secure hotspots around Melbourne? Firstly, and secondly, in a, in a more serious question, um, if you've got a car on Club Rego at the moment. Um, uh, Given the current state of play, are you more? Is there more of an ability for you to be able to be driving around in that club rego, or rules still apply? Doesn't matter what's going on with the roads and the road rules. It's a really good question because I've actually had a few people ask me that in, in some of the car clubs, and it's pretty easy if you think about it. We're all being told to stay at home. There's only three legitimate reasons to be driving at the moment, which is going to work or school, shopping, or visit visit to medical centres services. So there's no um, law or no requirement that you can't use a permitted vehicle, like something on a club bridge. However, I think you'd have a fairly high chance of getting stopped. The same as, you know, if you're driving along with a a boat on your back or a caravan, I think the police would see it as a recreational vehicle. So if you're going to um, go to the doctors or something, I think as long as you wrote it in your logbook before you left, I think you'd be okay because that would be a legitimate use and there's no current... Uh, legislation to say that, that you can't, but I think common sense would need to apply unless you want to be explaining yourself. Um, I'd probably leave the the car in the in the garage as much as it pains me to say so. But hopefully by spring, when the weather's a bit better, we'll have the opportunity to get the uh, get our favourite cars out again. I think that's um it's probably the the best advice at this point. And and I don't want to uh, I don't want to drop you in trouble, but just put a number again. again <clears throat> just put a number in front of uh, the vortex there. Uh, how many does that add to the collection? Has it got a five in front of it? Has it got a six in front of it? Where is it now? Not five. It's five. <laughs> you just lied to everybody listening, Malcolm Owens. I know it's not in the fives. Um, uh, so it's a hard time for everybody. Um, is this the time that you should be in the garage doing work on your cars, getting them up to spec? Because when the uh, when we all do come back to a normal sort of life, do you think there'll be a bit of a boom on on classic cars? Because we've we haven't been able to drive them. People have been sitting around on the internet, and they've decided in this off in this off uh, time, I'm going to buy a uh, an XD Falcon or a, I don't know a P76 like you've got. Um, is this when you should be getting your your classic car ready for sale? I think if not ready for sale, ready for use, because I think there's a lot of people with downtime because they're not going to footy or obviously not sitting on the couch watching the uh, supercars. So a good time to get out in the garage and do those jobs that have been annoying you for the last three or four years. I saw a guy from the car club yesterday that was having trouble with his soft top because he couldn't get the latch. So he spent half the day building uh, a a latch out of metal and things like that, maybe... um, Doing those final few jobs around, getting those, getting the trim redone, uh, just tidying it up, giving it a good polish. I mean, it's plenty you can still do with with your cars, classic or otherwise. Um, and now's actually a pretty good time to to buy parts because there's um, I got a centre console for an XD Falcon today at about probably about a quarter of the price that it would normally be because there was no other bidders. And um, I just went and picked it up this afternoon, and the guy just left it on his um, on his porch, and I just paid for it and went and, went and got it. So there's things like that you can uh, you can do if you're a bit smart. You can probably get a few a few deals across the across the line as well. All right, Malcolm Owens from Kubota. Great to have you on for our Classic Cars segment tonight. And uh, 
Let's do it again, 8.30 next uh, Wednesday night. What do you reckon? Sounds like a plan. Thanks. That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota. Building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, and together we're building Australia. Back with more right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Yeah, you're listening to the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Right now, let's get into Race Rewind. This is the driver's seat Race Rewind. We're going back to Simmons Plains, 2006, Jamie Winkup and his shattering accidents. Right, has got away, there's been a massive crash. Huge shot. Cars into the wall halfway down the old front straight. And it's Lowndes. And this will be a safety car, and that's Lowndes, one of the super cheap cars is in there and wind cup was involved as well uh, the car hit the wall I very hard on the left right near the marshalling point as we go on board here with craig he's got going again but there's damage to the front how much on the front. got to come in we've got damage on the front huge championship implications here for the points leader, Craig Lowndes. Now, Wing Cup only took over that car, didn't he, from Craig Lowndes? Yes. He, he borrowed the, the toy and uh, went out to Simmons Plains. And it's an area that uh, it's usually affected by rain. We saw a monster accident there a number of years ago in the rain. Uh, and poor old Jamie going down into the, the hairpin at Simmons Plains, Stevie J, um, fired hard right, I think it was, from memory, and just poleaxe that car. Yeah. There was nothing left. In fact, he hit the showers early for the weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was done. He didn't race for the rest of that weekend. That was a, a write-off basically weekend for him. And, uh, you know, it just, just goes to show how strong of, strong of a year he had um, to be able to come back and win the championship for that, uh, that particular year with not even racing and getting zero points at Simmons Plains was just phenomenal. The mark of the champion, isn't it? What is he seven times now? And and what do they say is that you you, you have to make the best of your bad weekends. And mm. uh, that from that whole year, I seem to remember back in 06, because you were racing back then as well. He just, if he had a bad weekend, he would normally finish and just pick up points and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And it, unfortunately for that one, he didn't. And he wrote that car off, which is one of Craig Lowndes' old uh, <laughs> uh, hand-me-down toys. Took him one race to go and destroy it. In that race, where were you? I, I, I yeah. can't remember 06. Where were you in that? Were you in the Jim Beam car back then? I think. I was. I can't remember back then. Or that the Jim far. Beam tent. Where were you? I was you? Probably, probably in the corporate <laughs> facility, fellas. And uh, having a, I, I had a mechanical failure and I was having some refreshments. Yeah. See, that's a good way to get out of it, yeah. isn't it? Oh, <laughs> car's broken down. I'm yeah. going up to the corporate can't, suite. Can't get home from the pub, love. Yeah. I've had a mechanical failure. I couldn't imagine you doing that, Stevie Johnson. <laughs> Make sure you get the app if you can't get near a radio to hear the lads live every Wednesday night covering the E-Series as it happens. You'd even join in the conversation as well. Chris is on the phone. Chris, what can we do for you? Mate, I think you boys are down and lonely you got no phone calls but um just wondering uh what do you reckon the e-series with all these tracks overseas can we get a v8 supercar actual cars over there you reckon oh we've tried that haven't we i mean i think you know we've done the as steve likes to say we've done the china thing we've done the 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 uae thing it's so expensive to get cars over there teams because remember it's not just the drivers and the cars you've got to take all the teams and the experts and all that sort of stuff i mean who wouldn't love to see 
a supercar fang around Spa or, you know, 30 of them or 28 of them or whatever. I, I think that would be sensational. Is it likely to happen? No. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, and, and you know what? It's, it just goes to show in any sport, in anything that we do now, sponsorship is the hardest thing to get. I mean, when we did go over to Abu Dhabi, Bahrain and over to Shanghai, there was a lot more sponsorship money. There was a lot more stuff floating around to be able to do that. So these, this day and age, I think no. And I think the little bit of backlash that they did get from some of the Australian fans saying we want them to stay here in our backyard, I think that played a bit of a role in that as well. And, I mean, let me ask you, you're on the fan council from memory. Uh, yep. would, you want to see, would you want to see the cars back overseas? Well, maybe one or two races, even just an exhibition thing, just to, you know, get our product out there, I think. Like, I know that um, they're considering on the fan council with this E-Series for the off-season um, to, to have this going so that we can keep our fan base going through the off-season so that cricket can go away. Um, but <laughs> I think, yeah, I think one or two races, you know, if we can get it, that'd be great. And where would, you, where would you want it to be? I think um, definitely uh, definitely places like Silverstone or, you know, those historic races, like Monza, those sort of places would be great. Even if it's just an exhibition in between the F1, it, it would certainly make it, um, create fans worldwide. What about Le Mans? How good would that be at Le Mans? Oh, well, you know, Le Mans is a totally different ball game, isn't it? Like, but it'd be awesome if we could get something, something there. But, um, yeah... Yeah, how, how, how that would work logistically, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You'd probably run out of diff ratios going along more, to be fair, <laughs> or gear ratios. I don't think you'd have one long enough to get down that straight. But, I mean, we did the Circuit of the Americas thing, which was, at the time, uh, you know, the world's greatest circuit and still is an amazing circuit. Um, I didn't go to that race in Texas, in Austin, but um, I don't think it translated overly well onto TV for the Australian fans. And I think in this world of when we're commercially restrained in so many ways, uh, it would just take too much money to go and do it. And I'm not for, and I just don't know for how much return. Before we head off, let's get a quick wrap up of round two of the BP Supercars All Star E Series. Barcelona, well, we got one lap to go. Well, they're one and a half laps to go. We've got Van Gisbergen, Verstappen, Scotty McLaughlin, Cam Waters and Will Davison rounding out the top five at the moment. There's been a few interesting moves here, but um, all in all, I think that uh, uh, Verstappen actually made it quite easy for uh, for SVG. I think he's uh, playing the tactical game there and putting a buffer between him and Scotty Mack in P3. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Scotty Mack's still got a lap and a bit to go to, to catch him. But I don't think he's going to get there. I think Max has uh, just got that little bit too much car speed for him. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it doesn't – it sort of – we keep saying this, but the, the, the good guys that we see on the racetracks around the world day in, day – weekend, weekend, weekend in and weekend out, they're doing the same thing here on their uh, on their sim races, Van Gisberg. Let me look at the names. Van Gisberg and Verstappen, McLaughlin, Waters. We see these guys on podiums during the weekends in real life. So uh, there's something to be said for, for a, a bit of talent there. And, you know, on the other side of that, and, and I'm not disparaging because he's only just started his career, but you look at Jack Smith down in 19. So, um, you know, they'll come up. Good to see Jacobson up there in seventh. Coulthard's had a tough round. Um, uh, Jacobson's had a good round so far. I haven't seen much of Lee Holdsworth. 
Stevie J and Deep Pasquale, who the first three races of tonight has been sensational, but struggled in uh, struggling in P14 in this last race. Yeah, struggled in P14. And, you know, it's very hard because there's a lot of the guys that did get caught up in a little bit of a – uh, tit for tat at the first couple of corners on the on the start of this race, but then you got you know you got Wing Cup who struggled a little bit. He's down the water. He's back in sixteenth. But having said that, I'm saying he's back in sixteenth because we're used to seeing him up in the top two yeah, or three. Uh, thoughts on Will Brown tonight? How do you go? Will's gone. Uh, actually, okay. he's surprised me. To be fair, he's struggling here at this round in Barcelona. He is P11 though, so he's in front of Anton de Pasquale. So. Actually, when you look at that, he's actually doing a, a sensational job. And he's going to race against you tomorrow night in the uh, the TCR. Uh, I can never remember TCR Esports Cup, whatever it is. Yeah, car sales, yeah. TCR. Car sales, Esports Cup. So that'll be on tomorrow night for you for having a crack. Jet obviously had a, had a race last week. You're having a crack this week. Uh, but final lap, Van Gisbergen in the Red Bull Commodore looks like he's going to take it out from his international teammate from uh, from Aston Martin Red Bull Racing, Max Verstappen, Scotty McLaughlin in the Shell V Power Mustang in P3. It'll be interesting to see where the championship points fall out after all of this, whether uh, Scotty bumps up or whether uh, Anton Di Pasquale uh, is going to take up uh, take the lead in that. But a couple of corners to go now. Van Gisbergen takes the chequered flag from Max Verstappen and Scott McLaughlin. A good, nice racing. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Absolutely. I think it's uh, it's been much, much better and I think we're uh, looking forward to next week now. And that's it for this week's edition of The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.